Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the DraftKings Sportsbook pregame show for the MLS Eastern Conference Final. Here are your hosts, John Jansen and Joe Tansy. There are not many times in life where you can get redemption immediately. In the next season, in this case, for the Philadelphia Union. But here it is, another shot with all of their players potentially healthy, but a full starting 11 for the Union that they have all year, and another chance to make it to an MLS Cup, and a chance to get it done this time around in 2022. You're tuned to the Philadelphia Union pregame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are live at Subaru Park for tonight's big matchup and a rematch of the 2021 Eastern Conference Final. My name is John Jansen, joined on the pregame show as always by Joe Tanzi. You can follow at jtanzi90 on Twitter. Joe, I don't know if this was the exact circumstance that they wanted. Revenge was on the mind more than just the goal of MLS Cup, but revenge would taste pretty sweet here, wouldn't it? Revenge is served best when with pigeons. (laughs) With NYCFC. Look, you couldn't write it You couldn't script it any better than this. The Philadelphia Union, 11 months ago, thought they they had the path to MLS Cup. And it was swept from underneath them. All the the positive COVID cases, Jim Curtin gave the example throughout the week of it was just player by player by player that left the facility with a positive test throughout the the week leading up to the, the 2021 Eastern Conference Final. NYC wins. And by the way, the Union put up a fantastic fight in that game. It it took a a late winner for NYCFC to even advance them to MLS Cup. They win MLS Cup. The what-ifs happen. The Union beat NYCFC twice this year, once at Yankee Stadium, once here at Subaru Park. And as as it happens... They're on the same, you know, they on opposite sides of the bracket. NYCFC beats Montreal last week. The Union win here. And here we are. We have the Union versus New York City FC in the Eastern Conference Final for the second year in a row. Something that doesn't happen in Major League Soccer, John Jansen. This is the first repeat in Major League Soccer Eastern Conference Final history since the inception of the league. Since the 90s, when DC United and Columbus were were, were like, this is a league that screams parody. This, this is a league that embraces the parody. And for the two best teams, the Philadelphia Union and NYCFC, in the Eastern Conference, to be here, and for LAFC and Austin, the two best teams in the Western Conference, to be in the Western Conference final earlier today, it's remarkable. It is simply a, a fantastic achievement. But now you want more. You want to be fighting for MLS Cup next Saturday in Los Angeles. Now, the big story, obviously, NYCFC getting revenge for the Philadelphia Union against them. Uh, This time last year, confetti was on the ground for Mm -hmm. NYCFC. They were celebrating. They had the trophy presentation at Subaru Park. While a few players 
didn't have the opportunity to even play at that game and prevent that from happening. Joe, some of these players get redemption, including one that we didn't know what his status would be for today's game, whether he would even be on the match day roster, whether he would be on the bench, or starting. Joe? Alejandro Bedoya is in the Philadelphia Union starting lineup. It is probably going to be the most critiqued decision of the night. And we'll get into why that is the case in our preview segment coming up. Uh, by the way, we have interviews with Jim Curtin, Andre Blake, and Jacob Glesses coming up in the next few minutes. Uh, the three award winners on the Philadelphia Union, Coach of the Year, Goalkeeper of the Year, and Defender of the Year. Look, it's a risk. 100% a risk if you're the Philadelphia Union. It basically comes down to the trust the player has in his body, the trust the coach has in the player in his body to get through 60 minutes. Like that, that's kind of what you're doing tonight with Alejandro Bedoya. And look, we'll get into that more when we do the breakdown in the next segment, but it feels like regardless of what happens tonight, that's going to be kind of the, the most critiqued decision, at least on the Philadelphia side. Now, it's different when, when you talk about NYCFC now, because they're What, what, what would yeah. be the strategy? Because you had mentioned before during the week when we'd be talking about this game that you know it would be a risk to put Bedoya in off the bench because then you use a sub and now you would have to use another one in case things don't go well, yeah. his body's not responding well to it, and you would have to be replaced again. But he's starting. Is there an advantage to that? Like maybe, okay, starts out the first 10 minutes just doesn't feel right you can take him out early and know what you're working with then is there an advantage to this why have him start if there is maybe questions about how how long he can go uh, look i think it's just a matter of it's a trust thing it's nothing more than a trust thing between the coach the player the sporting director uh that alejandro bedoya is is able to go and he trusts his body to to give it all and look there's probably a minutes restriction on that but we'll we'll, we'll figure that out as the match goes on but for right now uh, he is in the starting lineup, and that's kind of the the risk you're willing to take. Look, it's your captain. It's your heartbeat of your team. I understand why he's in there. I may not have done it, but look, there's a reason why I'm a radio analyst <laughs> and not a, a two-time MLS coach of the year. Yeah, we're just paid to critique and be wrong some right. of the time. Yeah. Or most so, of the time. <laughs> so Jim Curtin is the one who made that decision, and this week Joe Tanti caught up with a few award winners, one of them being... MLS Head Coach of the Year, Jim Curtin. Right now, here is Joe Tanzi's one-on-one with Philadelphia Union Head Coach and MLS Head Coach of the Year, Jim Curtin. There were two other very deserving candidates, yeah. Will Fredonsi at Montreal yeah. and, and Steve Chirondo at LAFC. Uh, were you a little surprised when uh, uh, they announced the award? Yeah, look, I, I would also throw Josh Wolf and, and Pat Noonan in there as well. You know, there was a lot of great deserving candidates this year. Um, grateful for everybody that voted for me it was very very close and tight and um it's a it's a testament to my staff that i have the coaching staff's incredible uh sports performance staff the analytics guys uh our, our players um it's a real team award so i'm really humbled and, and grateful uh, but yeah certainly it was a, a very uh tight uh vote this year uh and again there's probably five guys that could have won it that's now three individual awards jacob yeah. andre and yourself and I assume some best 11 to come. Yeah. Um, I know you've said all along with, with the yeah. team success comes the individual accolades. To now see those accolades come through, I mean, how proud does it make you of, of what's been done? 
phenomenal here. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and I think sometimes guys have to put together multiple good seasons. Uh, as an example, Jacob Glesnes, you know, before you start to get singled out and recognized uh, for what you're doing. I think, you know, we have guys that are still overlooked in a, a Jack Elliott. Uh, you know, again, uh, Daniel Gazdag not being nominated for MVP. So um, it does take time. Uh, hopefully those guys get rewarded and, and get in that best 11 team, like you said. Uh, but overall, uh, yeah, it's, it's really great to have guys singled out and honored. And uh, the more times the, the Philadelphia Union badge is up there picking up some hardware, I think it's a, it's a good thing. It grows the brand. It grows the club. Uh, and more and more kids, when they watch, will say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a Philadelphia Union fan. When you're watching the, the other conference semifinal on Sunday, yeah. did, do you guys have a... Uh, a preferred matchup. I know the emotional angle obviously is NYC, but was there a preferred angle, or were you guys just you know it's going to be a tough matchup? Yeah, regardless? look, it's going to be tough either way. We know we have home field advantage, which we fought really hard for. I do think, um, and it, this is not disrespectful to Montreal, I, they had an incredible season. Uh, I, I do think it doesn't happen often that you know the four uh, top teams uh, are, are are left. You know, I think in both conferences you could argue that this is the four best teams. Uh, Montreal again has a a shout there too for with New York City, but uh, it doesn't always go this direction. Um, and I think you're going to see a, a great weekend of soccer. It's going to be really intense, uh, highly competitive games. Uh, and again, I think anything can happen in, in both games. So uh, we're going to try and do our, our part here. Uh, maybe Austin can uh, can help us, and maybe the, the possibility of us getting to our first MLS Cup being at home would be amazing. Um, does the intensity change if if Austin wins? Like, does it does it go up a little more because of the the pressure? Of Hosting. Yeah, I think it's natural. Uh, I don't think it changes how hard New York City is going to play, though. You know what I mean? So uh, it's still going to be difficult. They have a great team. They're very well coached and organized. So um, certainly we'll know the, the, the result. Um, and either way, we want to try to get to our first MLS Cup. Obviously, it'd be better if it was at home than uh, on the road. But um, those games are, are always difficult. And getting to a final is a goal of ours. NYC is obviously a lot different since yeah. they, they last came in here and, and everything that happened in, in yeah. that game. Um, what have you seen uh, kind of the evolution of that team? Because they went through that, yeah, that little bit spot, of a yeah. tough spot after Castellanos and, and uh, Marty Dyla left. Yeah. What have you seen with, with Nick's personal imprint on this yeah. team and, and what the guys uh, in that attack have, have kind of, I guess, stepped up to fill that Castellanos role? Yeah, I think anytime you lose a player like Castellanos, um, there's going to be a, a drop-off for sure. And then you also lose your leader and your coach. Um, it's going to take some time for, for Nick to to get his stamp on the team. And I think that uh, over time, uh, eventually you can see that they have all bought into him. They're one of the hottest teams in our league right now, uh, playing great soccer. So uh, it's never easy when you have that much change in the middle of a season. Um, but I think he adapted, adjusted, and, and did a great job with his group. And uh, it sets up for a great uh, conference final. I know you've had high praise for their defenders before, mm -hmm. and Sean Johnson as well. Yeah. Do you think maybe they're their back line, their goalkeeper, maybe doesn't get enough love because of of how how much money is spent into that attack and, and just how tough that that defense is to, to break down? Yeah, they work hard very uh, they work very hard as a team defensively. Uh, I think Sean Johnson's done a great job for them. Uh, Kyans is a guy I talk about with you guys all the time as one of the top defenders that our league has uh, and he just does it year in and year out, so competitive and, and a winner. So um, Chano underrated as well. They have a couple little injuries, um, so we'll get probably get a better idea who who's going to make the trip for them. Um, so we could catch a break in that regard. But I agree, it does get lost how well they defend as a team uh, because they have so many attacking weapons. Uh, on your end, looks like Ali is continuing to yeah. to get better. Um, 
how important is it, even if he doesn't start, to just have his his presence on the bench and knowing you can can go to him if you need to? Yeah, just being in the locker room makes us stronger. Uh, he's our, our our leader, our captain. Um, you know, we have a decision to make now, and you're weighing: uh, is it best to start him and, and give us that energy and that boost early on? Uh, and, and have him be out there when the game's chaotic and crazy at the start, the first 15 minutes, get him to halftime, see where he's at? Uh, or is it better to uh, start Jack and, and bring Ali off the bench um, where you do have the risk of if you, if you do that and he picks up a little injury, now you're burning two subs. Um, how long can he go in that extra 30 minutes? Um, so, yeah, there's different things that you're weighing, you know. Um, and, and you also think about when the game slows down, is, is Jack a good option to bring from the bench because he can pick a team apart when the game's a little more wide open. So we're weighing all those things. Um, we'll see how Ali's uh, body feels. And, and ultimately, uh, it'll just be a decision of, of where he's at and, and what he wants to do and what he thinks makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Coaches will have a say in it as well, but um, everything's trending in a, in a positive direction that he's going to be a big part of this game. On the other side of that midfield diamond, Leon Flock, yeah. um, I know he didn't get an assist on the Toronto goal, but yeah. he has that, that back heel that leads to that, yeah. that side opening up. Then yeah. he scores uh, that goal against Cincinnati. Um, what have you seen about him uh, pushing forward a little more yeah. and, and adding more to the attack? Because I think that was probably the, the criticism on his game going yeah. into the season of, oh, well, he's got the defensive side locked down. What can he add um, moving forward? What have you seen from him throughout the year on yeah, that? Yeah, I think uh, as the season's gone, he's gotten more and more confident with the ball. Uh, and, and I think as that confidence grows, you see him creep a little bit higher up the field and you see him get goals and arrive in the box late or, or make a pass like you mentioned. So um, we all know what he gives defensively to our group. It's incredible, the effort, the distance that he covers, the, the, the winning of duels and winning tackles. Um, but to add now uh, a, a little bit into the attack uh, really helps us and he's had an incredible season. I gotta ask this question because NYC last year, everybody's out. Is the how do you manage the emotional angle of they were here, they beat us in our house last year. It was close game without all the starters on the field, but also let's focus on on this year and this matchup alone. How how do you find that balance of striking the emotion from last year, but also this is a, a new year? Yeah, naturally the guys are excited, and, and there is a chip on their shoulder because they feel like, you know, New York didn't get our best punch last year, so um, the guys are going to be uh, fired up from the opening whistle. Um, we have had success against them this year, although the games have been very tight. We did come out on top, um, so they have a little bit of confidence uh, in that regard, uh, but I have to control uh, those emotions and, and really just have them play uh, the same way we have all year. It's about just doing your job, uh, win your individual matchup, and the, the rest will take care of itself. The result will take care of itself if we all execute like we have all season on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. That was Joe Tanzi with Philadelphia Union head coach Jim Curtin. You're tuned into the pregame show, the DraftKings Sportsbook pregame show. My name is John Jansen, Joe Tanzi, whose voice was asking Jim Curtin those questions. And, Joe, he mentioned a little bit there the strategy of Bedoya from the sense that I get because he was always saying he's going to have a big role. My, my sense is that they liked what they saw from training, they liked how his body responded to it, and they have enough trust to start him in this game. That's my sense on it, but I could be wrong on that one. So, Think about think about who we're talking about here. We're talking about uh, a player who's been around quite some time, played in the World Cup, played in in many big games throughout his career. So he's got he's going to know even at an older part in his career what it's going to take to be on the field and give his best effort and not be a liability 
to the Philadelphia Union today? Look, it's it's a hard decision to make because you want your leader out there. He does so many things right in terms of the dirty work. And look, the ideal scenario is 45 minutes, he gives his heart 100% here and is able to create a goal or you go up a goal. And then, then you can manage it in a way where, okay, the 50th, do we want to get Jack McLean on, fresh legs? You know, how do you manage? Like, that's the ideal scenario. Now, but you also run the risk of what happened with the Toronto game. He came on for 18 minutes and then re-aggravated it, and we, we started this process again. So it's a, it's a very fine process to manage, but at the end of the day, you have to trust the player. And, look, we'll, we'll, and your captain. Yeah. Look, we're going to be talking about it regardless, positive or negative, in hopefully two hours, not three. You, you don't. It, it will have an effect on this game. It will. But how long he can play, how effective he will be, that's obviously a, but a point of emphasis here. That's not the only injury affecting this game. New York City FC, not having Maxime Cheneau and not having Tyus Magno in the starting 11. Look, I, I, was, I was talking with the guys here before the, the broadcast. The guys being the broadcast, the guys which being, we had to at 8.15. Our wonderful Dave crew. Leno, Sebastian Lee, too. And, and Jordan Strauss over here as well. Um, and I was kind of talking about, like, what's the, the one player of the three NYC guys that were listed as doubtful? Who would you want out the most? And my answer was, was Chanel. And look, maybe this is me being around Jim Curtin for so long where it's defense, 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 and that, that's been ingrained in me where it's defense first. But there is a drop-off. Look, Maxi Morales is a fantastic playmaker, but NYC's got a bunch of those other guys. Tyus Magdo is a goal scorer. He scored the game winner here last year in the Eastern Conference Final, but you can replace him. There's a dip in quality when you get from Maxime Cheneau to what we think is, well, we're trying to figure out the, the formation here, but Justin Hawk comes in. So there's a dip in quality. Cayenne's is still there, but it makes the NYCFC defense more vulnerable. So you can also say as, as much in-depth as we're doing on the Bedoya injury, I'm sure the NYC radio guys, and, and we should too, are kind of going into, well, how does NYCFC manage their two absences? And what happens with Maxi Morales? Like, how long do you play him? Because he's such a, a vital piece to this game as well. So it is important to note that, yes, the Union are dealing with a significant injury. He's in the lineup tonight. But it's not the only injury concern that could play a massive, massive role in this match. Yeah, there are, there are plenty. Uh, and I think we were talking about throughout the week here on The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. Uh, we are going to hear from as well. Joe Tanti talked with goalkeeper of the year. A lot of hardware for the Union, Joe. I guess a that lot. happens when uh, you're number one seed in the Eastern Look, Conference the, and breaking records. So The trophy case is hardware. full, but there's, there's one more trophy that they're looking for. And one more that they could have gotten last season didn't. And redemption on the mind for this one. So goalkeeper of the year, Andre Blake, we will hear from in just a few moments. And also Jacob Glesnes as well. One last thing about Bedoya, because now we just run the scenarios through our head. What happens if he re-aggravates that again 10, 15 minutes in? Is it just as simple as McGlinnon? Does it, I, I'm yes, sure they yes. have, they have a, a fallback plan, but is that basically the fallback McGlynn plan? McGlynn is the fallback plan. Like if, if something happens in the, in, the first, in the first half, really, where he needs to come off, McGlynn is the guy... And then you kind of manage the game like you have in, in the previous few matches where, okay, this is our... our yeah, at least they match. have a, a case study. Yeah. Examples but, recently but, of but how what, to go But what you this. want here is McGlynn's your first option on the bench with... That's not a Ford. Like, Corey Burke is out, like, should play a role in this game, too. But McGlynn's, McGlynn and Burke are your first two guys off the bench. 
So if you if you burn McGlynn and have to burn McGlynn before halftime, and this thing goes 120, that's where it becomes a little dicey in the strategy part. But again, you have to trust the player and his conversations with the coach, with the sporting director. Uh, look, there's been so much input put into this uh, into this decision where they've made the best one to their abilities. We will be talking more about the matchup and making our predictions at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. But as I just said, Joe Tanzi talked with a few award winners for the Philadelphia Union. And right now, here's Joe's conversation with goalkeeper of the year, Andre Blake. First and foremost, Andre, um, three-time goalkeeper of the year. Uh, how does that sound? And how does it feel to be recognized once again by everybody around the league uh, for what you've been doing in that? Uh, thank you. Yeah, um, it's great. It's an amazing feeling. And um, I'm just happy, you know, for all the recognition I've been getting. You know, um, I have a very good support system, you know, and um, I couldn't do this, you know, by myself. You know, um, coaches, you know, um, my teammates have played a very important part. You know, and um, I'm very happy for them. And again, they're a, a big part of who I am today and, and all, all the success that I'm reaping. So I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, um, I just want to show my appreciation, keep working on and, and, you know, keep getting better. Um, it sounds like NYCFC, take the emotional part out of it from just like a, a tactical matchup. It sounds like NYC was the preferred matchup for you guys. Um, what, what do you see in in the matchup and uh, knowing they're uh, probably mostly a, a different team up front since uh, the last time you saw, saw these guys in the summer? Uh, for me, I didn't have a preferred matchup. <laughs> I mean, everybody's different, but for me, I'm just more focused on my team, myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're playing at home. You know, you could you could prefer a team, and if you're not ready on the day, you'll still get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just kind of block out all of that, you know, and all, all I know is, you know, we have a chance to play in the finals, you know, at home, and then we have a chance to get it, get to the MLS Cup. We just need to, to win the game. So that's all that matters, you know, and we're here, and whoever comes, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know, we're going to respect whoever comes, but it needs to be about us, mm-hmm. and we just need to go out there and, and play our game, and then the result will take care of itself. That was Joe Tanzi with goalkeeper of the year, Andre Blake, MVP finalist as well for Andre Blake. And we talked a lot about the offense all season long, but it's been always the defense that has been the calling card, the foundation for the Philadelphia Union. And there's more hardware on that end. Jacob Glesnes, defender of the year, Joe Tanzi, spoke with him as well. So first and foremost, congratulations on uh, defender of the year. I know it's a... It's, it's a team award for you guys because you guys have played so well, but what does it mean to to be recognized uh, throughout the league for your play this season? No, it's really fun for, for me, but also for the whole team. Like what you're saying, we it's a team effort. Like, it's for the whole team. Uh, Dre and the goal have been fantastic. Jack have been fantastic. Kai have been fantastic. Bison, Nate. So, yeah, it's just fun that we're getting it to the club. Um, yeah, it's huge because... We have been fighting hard for this, this the whole year. You guys have played NYCFC tough both times. You beat them here last time they were here. Um, what does 
can you take anything from those two matchups, knowing that they're they're different up top now that, that Castellanos is gone? Yeah, but we know like they're good without him as well. Like they have good soccer players and they play good football or soccer. So uh, we have to be ready from the first second to to the end. So but we also know that we can beat them. So and we have a big belief in the group now. So yeah, it's it's fun to be a part of this group in this moment. Um, I know you guys are probably sick of hearing about last year. Um, how much is it kind of balancing? Focusing on, on this year and, and this matchup, but also knowing in the back of your head for the guys that missed it, like this is, I guess, in a way poetic that it's NYCFC again. Yeah, I hear everyone is talking. A lot of people is talking about that, and it's like a revenge and blah, blah, blah. But uh, in the end, it's this is this year, and it's it's a new game. So uh, we know what we have to do to, to, to beat them. And... Uh, we are in our home stadium with the fantastic fans and the atmosphere of the game now. It's yeah, it's wonderful to, to just be here and, and play here in, uh, in Chester in Subaru Park. So yeah, we have a big advantage just to be at home. So we just have to to use that from the first second to get the fans with us. And yeah, what was that like uh, last week? Um, Andre again making fantastic saves. Leon come up with the goal. Like how? how how fun was that environment to, to play in, and especially towards the end when you guys were kind of sealing that win? No, it's maybe like we had to say, but like from the start, just to walk out and like when we start, like you, you can feel it in your whole body. Like this this game is special, mm-hmm. and uh, and also when we stay there at the end and we have been winning one zero and against Cincinnati that we have been struggling about the whole year. So now it it was an, an amazing feeling, and you can also see it in in the group and. Uh, yeah, I think everyone have to believe this year that this is our year. So that's real. That's a good feeling to have. We have revenge on the minds, but you heard from Jacob Glesnes there with Joe Tanzi earlier this week. A lot of focus not on last year's matchup and revenge, but tonight a new season and a new opportunity to get to the MLS Cup. We will be breaking down tonight's matchup, final predictions, and more on the DraftKings Sportsbook pregame show coming up next here on The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. WDAS and WD273D is Fox Sports Radio Philadelphia, an iHeart Radio station, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. One more win in the Union are in the MLS Cup. Keep it locked right here for the Eastern Conference Final. Heard only on The Gambler. We are moments away from a rematch of the 2021 Eastern Conference Final for a chance to get into the 2022 MLS Cup. Union NYCFC, we're doing it again at Subaru Park, and that game is tonight and only heard right here on The Gambler. You tuned in to the Philadelphia Union pregame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is John Jansen. You can follow me at jjansen34. Joe Tanzi as well. And, Joe, this this team we've seen a few times this season and obviously last season as well, but things change and NYC has gone through a lot of changes, and especially since the last time the Union have played them, Joe. Um, I know there are injuries tonight, but what what is different about this team? Why is this team so dangerous now, and what are the things the Union have to watch out for? Because this team has maybe been, I could say, the hottest team in the MLS right it, now. In terms, of, in terms of scoring potential, absolutely. I mean, they put three up on Inter-Miami. They, they beat Montreal by multiple goals in the conference semifinals. Whereas the Union only managed the one last week against Cincinnati. The thing with, with New York City FC, so 
for the past few years, all we've talked about is containing Valentin Castellanos. Now he is in La Liga in Spain, uh, and it, it took some time. I believe, I want to say it was either the last or the, one of the last games he played with NYCFC was here in Subaru Park. Now, it took some time for NYC to kind of get the cohesion. And remember, Ronnie Dyla, the head coach who led them to MLS Cup last year, also left. So Nick Cushing, an assistant, takes over. So it takes a while for that chemistry to grow. And, and look, it's worked at the perfect time for them. Got hot towards the end of the, end of the season, and now they're able to, to push themselves into the Eastern Conference Final for the second straight year. So I think what they're doing is it's nothing new, per se. It's just finding out, or in terms of players, in terms of tactics, just what Nick Cushing feels comfortable with, who's the best fit to replace all that attacking output that Castellanos left behind. Because remember, it's Golden Boot winner from last year. So there's a lot, there's a lot there to replace. Now, that being said... If there's one team that can replace a Golden Boot winner, it's New York City FC. And we see that based on the attacking talent they have in their starting 11 tonight. Now, as we said earlier, Maxime Cheneau, Tyus Magno, who scored the game-winning goal here last year in the Eastern Conference Final, are not in the lineup. Maxime Morales is. We've figured out, mostly, <laughs> the, the configuration here with the lineup. Uh, Sean Johnson. I know you guys have been yeah. in the lab trying to they, figure out how there this is, is all going to go. There has been many laps run around the press <laughs> row here to make sure we have the right information for you guys. So don't don't say Joe Tanzi working hard behind the scenes. Don't say right? we're just sitting here listening to interviews. <laughs> but the way I look look at it here is it starts in net, and it's the same way we talk with the union with Andre Blake. Yes, he's he's such a big part, but Sean Johnson has been so strong in net for NYCFC where this is a game that you don't want going past 90 minutes. Because it isn't like previous years here where the Union have gone the distance. They've gone the distance quite some times in just elimination games. And the problem they run in, or the, the benefit they have is Andre Blake is better than the other goalkeeper on the other side. He's still better than Sean Johnson, but Johnson has had a heck of a season as well. So uh, if you go to PKs, which I know is a word we can't, we're not allowed to say around here, if it gets that far, you know, there, there's a higher probability of NYC winning than, say, another team that would have come in here because the, the caliber net is so strong. Now, that being said, you don't want to get there. Well, you exploit Justin Hawk, who's in there for the injured Maxime Cheneau. NYC is playing it back three tonight with Martins, Collins, and Hawk. Uh, O'Toole and Tinnerholm are your, your wingers or wing backs. You're, then you're going to have Morales, who is still one of the most dangerous playmakers in this league. If you let him go, uh, and look, that's a responsibility to not only Jose Martinez, but the defending that Daniel Gosdag puts in tonight as well is going to be massive for this club. So then the attacking pieces up top, you have Heber and Rodriguez up top, Acevedo and Pereira in the midfield as well with Morales. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how the union try and and break them down. If I look, it, the simple way to do it is go with go with the guy that replaces the injured guy. And that's that's Justin Hawk. Now he could have a fantastic game. We don't know that until you 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 test him. So I think that's that's the goal here. If you're the union, try and go at at those weaker spots, whether it be long balls over the top because Jack Elliott and Jacob Glesnes play fantastic balls over the top. Or Mikel Ua, look, his his runs on the back shoulder could be really important tonight. It, it I don't think it's going to be 
the one-two touch play in the middle of the field that wins it or creates the chances at least early on. I think it may be those runs off the back shoulder or those long balls that maybe catch NYCFC for. Now for the Union, look, we know who's in net goalkeeper of the year, Andre Blake. And look, this is a lineup that hasn't changed much, if at all, without injuries or suspensions. Wagner, Elliott, Gless, and Spizo, your back four. Martinez as the back part of midfield diamond. Flock and Midori on the sides. Gazdek at the 10. Ua Carranza as your forwards. Circle, bold, and underline this, John Jansen. <laughs> the most important player in the first half on either side is Jose Martinez. I thought you were going to say Daniel Gazdag. And the re- that's what I wanted you to say. And look, if I had a if I had a telestrator here, <laughs> I'd, I'd give you I'd give you everything else. But like this this is, and I'm going to act like I have a telestrator here because that's how I'm kind of breaking this down. With Jose Martinez, what did we see last week against FC Cincinnati? Gaps. We saw gaps between the center backs and that midfield grouping, whether it be Martinez, Flock, or McGlynn. Now, does that is that because Bedoya was absent and because those, those little spaces in between were, uh, were not covered properly or the, the ground and the understanding that's covered between Martinez and Bedoya on that side, is that why? Or was it just, you know, there's uh, maybe an over-aggressiveness on some tackles or what have you. But with Martinez, in a game that's so emotionally charged, remember, as much as the Philadelphia Union... The coaches, the players, the backroom staff are going to say, last year doesn't matter. It will. Like, that is in the back of some of these guys' heads. And these first 15, 20 minutes, which I think Bedoya being on the field is key to just kind of settle things down. But an early yellow for Martinez, I mean, that could that could spell a lot of trouble if you're the union. And he's dealing with uh, the playmaking skills of, of Maxi Morales. He's dealing with the runs... Uh, that are in behind, and New York City's not afraid to play in the in those those kind of triangles in the midfield as well. So look, I, I know this. I know you want to go to the attackers, you want to go to the center backs, but if Jose Martinez is able to just be consistent, be the ball winner that he is, and command that part of midfield, it takes away so many things that NYCFC does well. So I think that's what you're looking for in the first half specifically. You don't want to you don't want to lose the game in the first half. You can win the game in the first half, but you absolutely do not want to lose this game and be chasing it in the first half and beyond. So I think that's the the big thing to me if we're talking about minuscule details from last week is Jose Martinez. There's got to be some cleanliness to that play between the center backs and the, the center circle. And if it's there, Look, we're going to see another defensive performance like we've seen for the Union against NYCFC this season. You're tuned to the Philadelphia Union pregame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 8.15 is when we are going to get it to the broadcast for tonight's game. Dave Leno, Sebastian Lee, too. But, Joe, this is the DraftKings Sportsbook pregame show. So let's go over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Philadelphia Union minus 115 favorite in tonight's game. The draw plus 250. NYCFC plus 285. Union have been very good at home, Joe. They haven't dropped the game, or at least lost the game, yet this season at Subaru Park. The last time, it was NYCFC. They're a big favorite, though. Is that justified, the minus 115? It's justified because of the way they've played, and look, they've beaten NYCFC twice. Granted, in a previous iteration of NYCFC, but that is, you at least have that. So, 
they're justified favorites for sure, but then it's a completely different NYCFC team, at least in terms of the look, um, going into this game. It's going to be tight, John. It really is. I know last week we sat here and said uh, the Union against FC Cincinnati is a proper playoff matchup. This is an even more proper playoff matchup with the emotion, with the storyline, with a trophy on the line for the Eastern Conference and a spot in MLS Cup next Saturday at Bank of California Stadium against LAFC. You know how I like to do this with these predictions. It's going to be a really tight, low-scoring game with two high-quality goalkeepers on each end. Under two and a half? Under two and a half, my best bet here. Remember, if you're betting on this game on DraftKings Sportsbook, 90-minute action is what you're playing here. You're not playing the extra time unless you look at the two-advance button or two-advance prop. That covers you in extra time and penalties. Everything else is based on 90 minutes if you are wagering on the game tonight. That is it for the DraftKings Sportsbook pregame show. Coming up next, Philadelphia Union Soccer, a rematch for the ages. Union NYCFC play-by-play coming up next here on The Gambler, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.